does this great white shark eat me? I didn't say that it did. Oh. I just said it swam up next to you. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How y'all doing? Aloha! I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Chris and Christine Show. Do, 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 do. Hula, hula, hoo. Hula, hula, <laughs> indeed. This is the big 10th episode of the Chris and Christine Show. Hey, Christine, did you think that we will be having actually 10 of these? And here we are today. No, I didn't. I... I didn't know what to expect when we got started, but I'm so excited. We're in month three of this beautiful thing called The Chris and Christine Show. That's right. Fantastic. And world famous. That's right. We are world famous across the world, anywhere in the world. You can listen to our show via this interweb thing that's a big popular thing these days. <laughs> Did you just say interweb? That's correct. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Fantastic. Now, um, we have a great episode up for you this week. And we're just going to recap a little bit about what we talked about last week because a lot has happened since last week. But if you'll remember, last week we talked about colds and caffeine because Mr. Chris over there. Yeah, that's me. Was sick. That's right. That's right. I had the cold and... Actually, it was the flu. I, okay, beg to differ. Maybe the flu, but uh, I think it's just a cold that Maybe just lingered. Maybe it was the clue. Maybe the what? The clue. The clue. Cold, like, cold get a, clue. like get a like, clue. Get a clue. Okay. Well, get a clue. I got a flu. There you go. <laughs> Trademark patent. So it is debatable. We have differing opinions about whether it was cold or the flu. Right. Well, I did have the clue in the, sorry, the clue. <laughs> I mean, the flu. And um, that uh, ca- caffeine and coffee was actually a big cure, it said. We looked that up. Well, not necessarily for a cold, but it said for like liver disease and for helping with heart disease and, you know, helping to flush your system out. Yeah, but in the spirit of coffee, we're sitting here Cheers with our mugs you. full. That's right. Now, if I say aloha a little too much tonight, it's because we just flew in last night. And we're still on island time. From Hawaii. Aloha, yes. mahalo. Mahalo and aloha. kalikimaka. I'm wearing my lei right now. I got from Hawaii. My what do you call this thing? It's like it's a, a rock lei. Rock. Well, it's not rocks. It's like a it's a rock beads or something. Yeah, but know. they're called rock lays. Oh well, I got a rock lei and I got my aloha shirt on and I'm uh, barefoot and I am doing this podcast island style. Yes, he is and. I've got my hair in my little side braid that I was rocking while we were on the island. And if you missed out on all of our highlights, you can find us on Instagram where we posted a fun little highlight reel on our stories as well as on our regular K2 Show San Diego Instagram feed. That's correct. And we got more to come. We had to upload. I uploaded all the pictures today. Oh, my goodness. It was like, what, almost 2,000 pictures? Yeah, of those people, of those I only took 200. I know. I had had two GoPros going, Mm -hmm. plus I had my iPhone going. Two GoPros plus an iPhone people. 
I survived. I yeah. survived Chris his Chris's Hawaii vacation 2019. Yes, I survived. Yes, she has a t-shirt made and everything. <laughs> I get her coffee mug and be great. Yep, Fantastic. absolutely. So well, for my uh, birthday, we went out um, and did celebrate my birthday um, prior to us leaving. Yeah, we went out to a steak dinner, and I think we recapped that last week. But we're going to tell you again. One of Chris's favorite gifts that he got is something that he's actually using right now. I wish you could all see it, but we'll have to post a picture for you on Instagram. And what is it, Chris? It is the Chris and Christine Show coffee mug. And it says, has a picture of our logo on here. And on the back, it says, um, until next time, keep, keep moving, moving forward. forward. That's right. Fantastic. We've got two of them, one for each of us. It's great. Yeah. And so we're really excited about this week's topics because, like I said, it's been a a lot's happened since our last week. We went on vacation, and we're going to get into the details all about that right after this. The Chris and Christine Show is now on Instagram at the K2 Show San Diego. Check out our latest pictures, videos, show teasers, and life updates on Instagram at the K2 Show San Diego. And now it's time for Hot Topics. Do, 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 do. Hot Topics already? Here we go. Well, this Hot Topic wasn't really trending in the news, but it was trending in our lives. And that is the recap of the Chris and Christine Hawaii Extravaganza 2019. That's right. Aloha to everybody. We just got back. We flew into town last night. So we just got here. We're on island time, um, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Aloha right. to everybody. They're three hours behind us here. That's correct. So it's a lot earlier in the day there. But the one good thing about living in San Diego and flying to Hawaii is that the flight is only like, what, five hours? Yeah, like five and a half. Now, you met people in Hawaii that traveled to Hawaii from all over the world, all over the country, um, including all like over the, the world. Yeah. yeah back had- east. Yeah, a lot of people from Australia. Oh, yeah. What's up? Good day, mate. <laughs> Not with that again. Oh, my goodness. But there was a bunch of people from Australia and from Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah, it's like it's like they say it's pretty close to Japan. Like probably the halfway point from mm-hmm. Japan to America is like Hawaii. So they vacation there. Oh, my goodness. So There's many. so many Japanese tourists. And we were in Oahu. Right. Honolulu. Waikiki Beach. Now, we flew in when we just, on day one, we arrive. We fly in. We land. We took an early flight. So when we got there, we still had a lot of daylight left. We landed like 1 o'clock or something like that. Yeah, like 1, one thirty, right around there. Like 1 p.m. we land. And then we land in. And then we take the, get the luggage and all that stuff. And we load up. We get, take the uh, bus over to the rental car company yes. where Christine had reserved a jeep you're welcome thank you four-wheel drive jeep and we got the little thing and we took the roof first thing we did we took the roof off the top yes, we did and we had made it into a convertible and throw all our junk in the back and we hightailed out of that place and yeah, i didn't we know, didn't where, know I was where, going. where we were going oh i know and the, it's a Jeep, so it's rugged. It doesn't have the amenities of, like, Chantilly, my car, if you've right. heard me it talk about Right. It was pretty basic. Her. Like, even though it was four-wheel drive and all that, but it was pretty rugged. Like, it had crank windows. Like, where do you find a car with crank roll-up windows? Like, right. I didn't know they existed. And manual locks. And manual locks. Like, you, you put couldn't a key- automatically lock anything. 
Right. It was all the old-fashioned. Put a key in and all that stuff. Crazy. You had to lock the back door of the the swing gate, whatever it's called, with the right. key. Right. Right. Everything was like uh, old school, which is fine or whatever. But yeah. we, um, it was an automatic. It wasn't like a stick. I don't think you can rent sticks. But What's so funny is it was like two times or more the price of a regular car. It was? Yes. It was so much more It's so small, too. It was a small But you one. wanted it. Chris said to me, babe, babe, when we go to Hawaii, we've totally got to rent a Jeep. Like, do you think it's possible? I was like, already done. Yes, because Sheen is the best. I am a pretty decent travel planner. I do have to pat myself on the back. She's amazing. Aw, thanks. Yeah. Well, we rented the Jeep. We get in the Jeep. And Christine is um, slash photographer slash um, navigation. So she's telling me how to get to the hotel. So we're going through like downtown. Oh, my. I need to pause him. Photographer, he's like, babe, can you like film this with a GoPro? All the meantime, I'm trying to juggle the phone because the phone didn't have a stand in the car, nor did it have like a cord or anything. And then I had our flower lay because we had the lady meet well, us at the right. gate with the flower lays because Chris right. wanted a flower lay. Like we got off the plane and they had our name. As soon as we got off the plane, they hold our names up with this little like the old do in the movies with their name with a placard, like our names on there. And the lady had the flower lace, gave us the lace around our necks, and then she took us to where we get to pick up our bags. And she was very, very friendly. Very friendly. And so then we're in the car. I'm trying to keep my hair from blowing into my eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Keeping my flower lace from flying away, holding the iPhone in one hand, trying to videotape this gooper over here with the GoPro. <laughs> And yeah. we're just having the time of our lives. Yeah, she's sticking like, them out the roof. She's breath. flying it out the window. She's videoing out the roof, ceiling, uh, the buildings. We had hit all kinds of traffic, trying to figure out where to go. And the freeways there, they have freeways like they have here. But the freeways are like super narrow, like smaller, like top speed, like 45 miles an hour on a freeway. Yeah, it was really bizarre. And so we drove, we were only like six and a half miles away from the airport. And when we finally got there... We checked in and we get to the check-in area and the line was huge. Oh my and goodness. If oh. if you've heard me mention anything about Chris, he hates lines. Oh, we get there and I'm wait I'm like trying first we try to figure out how where to park at. Right. We find the parking garage. Once you find in, and we're so lost. The resort's so big. We stayed in uh, the Hilton. Um, Waikiki Village. Waikiki Village, Hilton. It's a big, massive resort with multiple buildings, multiple towers, a mall, storefronts. Yeah. Um, so fast forward. We find the check-in area, and Chris looks at the check-in line. He's like, oh, my goodness. Although <laughs> there may have been... <coughs> There, he's still overcoming his cold. Pardon Excuse us, me. people. Uh, he may have used some different words, but he was like, oh, my goodness. We're just yes. going to go with that. And I was like, that's OK, babe. I'm Hilton Honors. And Look he's at like, that. what? Woo-hoo. And I was like, I'm Hilton Honors. And he's like, what's Hilton We still Hilton had to Honors? wait, though. We still had to wait in line. Yeah, but there was only two people in front of us. And yeah, it did it still forever. take like 15 minutes. But we got ahead of like 15 people. And so we got our room. And it was ready early, so we got to go up into our room. And Chris is so funny when he travels. I've never met anybody that travels like this. The minute we get in the hotel room, everything gets unpacked and put into the drawers, right. hung in the closet. Right. Yeah. Put I've away. Never, I've never been with somebody like that. Well, you do that because you want to. You want to. You want to come in, get squared away, get everything put away, so that. 
when it's go time, fun time, you're not busy, you know, unpacking or looking for crap. Everything's put away, ready to go. You're moved in, and you get to like put your feet up and relax. I went, I went directly to the patio. There's a patio we had had a view, twentieth floor. We had a view of the ocean. It was yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. I just have to go back to the unpacking thing for a minute though, because. What? I just have to tell you, honestly, never before in my life, before I met you, did I actually unpack at a hotel. What? I lived out of my suitcase. That's weird. I lose stuff. I couldn't find nothing. I have to have everything in drawers. Like, I like to, I think I feel more um, secure and more like uh, homey, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. feel like I'm more like I'm lived in. Yeah, he likes to make it into a home. <laughs> like, right away, he's like, let's mix up some cocktails and go out for drinks on the lanai. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right at the patio, watching yeah. the ocean, having coffee. That's great. Yeah, know? so he went out there and started his first of 45 photo sessions. Yes, of the room, of the of view Chris, of the room, of himself. walking down the hallway to the Selfies. room. Selfie, <laughs> selfie mode. Camera was on selfie mode. Most yeah, of the it time. was. It was but, fun, um, but after we did the photos out on the patio, then Chris was like, It was still okay. early. Yeah, it was still early enough. Still daylight. It's still early enough because when you fly that direction, time works for you. Right. So when you land, it's, it's you still have plenty of day left. Yeah, you've gained time. Right. So, so he's, we, like, he's like, okay, babe, let's go do stuff. Well, yeah. First, we got here day one. I want to do something. Yeah. So first thing we did, we hit the pool, right? Or we yeah. Or did we, we eat went, first? We went to the pool. Straight to the pool. Oh, no. We wait, we went to eat. You're right. We went to eat and then went to the pool, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. The pool was right next. The restaurant we went to was right next to one of the pools we were at. So it was like right there. Mm-hmm. And it had a waterfall like thing set up by like the rocks. Like, like the little, little grotto. Yeah. Right. And then like it, it didn't go into the pool, but it kind of went in front of the pool and mm-hmm. went like underneath or something and underneath the patio or whatever. And but it was just right there. across the walkway. From the sand where the beach was, it right. was like you could you could be in the the pool looking out at the ocean. Right, right there, and the sand and the beach and the whole resort sits on its own sand beach. I guess it's all part of the same deal. It's all the sidewalk right there. Everything is right there at your fingertips. Yeah, it's great. So after we went swimming, I uh, I don't think we went snorkeling that day because no. we didn't have snorkeling equipment. No. But we definitely did have dinner right by the beach. It was really nice. It was fun to just hang out and unwind. And we saw our very first sunset. Yeah, we did. Right there on the water. It came. It went right over right there, right where we were at. And there's so many people taking pictures and video. It was like, it's like the thing to do. Uh-huh. All like photographers, like professionals with like real cameras. Not my little GoPro things, but they got like the real, like these big zooms and all that. And tripods. But, but it was so beautiful. It's like... Our first day on vacation, we got in there early enough. We got to sit on the rocks as the waves crashed at our feet. As we watched the sunset, it was wonderful. That was day one. Yeah, that was a half a day. So there was so much more that happened. And then day two was our first official full day. And that was Chris's birthday. And that was my birthday. Aloha birthday boy. That's me. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I put a lot of thought into this day because birthdays in my life are something that I really like to celebrate people. I feel like you love your people well that are in your life. And my way that I like to show my affection is by like planning special events or special activities with the person that I really 
care about, and that is Chris. And so, thank you Chris, so much. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Wow. That's oh a... come on. <laughs> Fake crier. No. Why don't you tell everybody what we did for your birthday? So we woke up first, obviously. Obviously. But I woke up super early. The whole entire trip, I was on San Diego time. So which means. 6 a.m. is really like what? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. <laughs> Hawaii time. Yeah, but yes, I was waking people. about. He was waking up at 4.30 every morning ready to go. Right. I was like, I'm ready to go now. Doo-doo. But Seriously, co- it was like a little kid. You know, like when the babies wake up and they're like, and I'm up for the day. And He's like, I'm just going to stay on San Diego time. I pretty much what did. Yep. Which means on the opposite side, on the evening side, about 9 o'clock, I was like, I'm ready for bed. Actually, he would stay up later. He would say, I'm just going to stretch it both ways because I just want (laughs) to maximize it. So he'd stay up until midnight, be up at 430 and would wake me up at both times too to be like, babe, babe, let's go do stuff. Right. Got to maximize it. Yep. All right. Birthday. You got up early. So we drove, got down to the Jeep, drove, drove to the, like only a block away this other resort where Christine had booked us both a snorkeling adventure on this catamaran sailboat. It was so cool. It took us out into the ocean or water or whatever, like a bay, I guess. And they parked us off, gave us snorkeling gear. And I had a GoPro and Christine had a GoPro going, both Go- both GoPros going. Mm-hmm. And the main focus of this event was to see up close and personal Sea turtles. Sea turtles! Christine's favorite. My favorite thing in the world, other than Chris. Oh, thank you. And Ezekiel. Oh, okay. He and said Jacob thank you and too. Mason. Of course. Are turtles. Oh, she loves turtles. I love she them loves turtles so much. on another level. Another level. So when we saw them up close and personal under the water, it was amazing. It was really like I'd waited for that moment since I was nine years old. I fell in love with turtles when I was eight from reading a story about sea turtles in my third or fourth grade classroom. Oh, yeah. What book was that? It wasn't a book. It was like one of those single page reading comprehension sheets that you read. And it was about sea turtles in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. It was talking about them. And I was like, someday I'm going to go swim with sea turtles. Well, people... I got to see a sea turtle. It wasn't like in the wild when Zeke and I were in Honduras two years ago, but this was swimming out in the open with wild, beautiful, magnificent sea turtles. Right. And the colors were crazy on the backs of the sea turtles. It was like this camouflage like pattern on the back of their shells crazy like a mosaic look to it yeah now green sea turtles are a protected species at the state and federal level in hawaii and so you can't get close to them and they tell you like keep your distance well what happened was i was watching one under the surface and then it just slight slowly started to drift up and then it like drifts right up next to me like four maybe five feet away maybe six feet and I just got to see this beautiful creature just drifting up and just come up for a big gulp of air and then dive back back down. And I think I was crying. <laughs> and she, she got it all on tape, too. I did. It was fantastic. She got a lot of them on tape. And there was actually some uh, scuba divers down there, too. It was probably like, what, 30, 40 feet deep? 
Yeah, and the scuba divers, the thing was, they scared the turtles off. Like, they were all there. Yeah, they were like, doing everybody said. Fish. They were yeah, doing, they, they fish. were like disturbing the area and getting all in their business. And so the turtles all left because, you know, they don't want people right near them. Right. And so right. after the scuba, di- scuba divers got out of the water and the turtles left, then the, the sea turtles started to come back. Yeah, it was really awesome. And so... We had a lot of fun with watching the sea turtles. And then our captain, or Cap, as he liked us to call him, right. took us out when we were done snor- snorkeling, took us out on a cruise. Right. Took, he opened the sails up. Now, mm-hmm. I've never been on a sailboat. Like, I've been on boats before with motors and things like that. But I've never been on an actual, like, sailboat. Now, if you're on a sailboat, it's so quiet and smooth, you know, like... But it was very rough, and yeah. Christine got a little seasick. I started getting seasick. I couldn't. It was so rough you could not even walk anywhere on the boat. The boat wasn't very big, but you couldn't walk really without falling over or hanging onto something. And it was bouncing up and down. You were going all over the place. Yeah, we went to this out to this area called Diamond Head, and out near there, it's open sea. It's not as protected, and so the trade winds come in and they blow, and the waves are a bit bigger. And so I just, I had taken Dramamine before we got started and took a couple more doses when we were on it. And then Chris kept looking at me. He's like, are you okay? I was like, no, right. no. Oh my goodness. No, and I not. started getting sick too. And she actually like, I look over and she's like hunched over on like the little chair or whatever. She's sitting down and like, she was like, oh, I just fell asleep. You fell asleep during that? Oh my goodness. Like I could not like, I had to hang on to the railing. I was over the railing. Like, hanging on, trying to take some pictures and some video and stuff. But then, like, oh, my goodness. And the wave would hit. We'd go over this big bump in the water. And, like, you would jump up, back down, jump up, back down. And it was um, side to side, up and down, a lot of that stuff. So, it get kind of crazy. And I was getting, oh, my gosh. It was, plus the heat and the sun. Yeah. And it's, it's warm over there. Yeah, it is. Fortunately, we had swim shirts on. They have, like, SPF 50 built in. So, they kept us a little bit cool, too. But... That was rough. And then after that, they took us back to shore and we hopped back in the Jeep and went back to the hotel and got ready for birthday day part due. Right. We went to my luau. That's actually my luau, but it's my birthday luau. Well, it is. It's called Chief's Luau. You're the chief. So That's it's basically right. yours. They did celebrate my birthday when you were yep. there, if you remember that correctly. Big luau. We didn't have it at the hotel, though. We actually, um, Christine actually looked up what's the best luau on the island or the town or something. Yeah, in that. the island. Mm-hmm. And she found this one. The crazy thing is it was like, it was like what, 20, 30 miles away? Yeah, but it took an hour and a half. To get there because of traffic. You think traffic is bad here? You think traffic bad is bad in L.A.? Traffic in Honolulu is unbelievable because they have, like, small freeways. Slow and speed limits. Slow speed limits and just about as many people as, like, San Diego. Yeah, Cram- it's, they told us that they are the ninth most congested city in terms of traffic in the nation. Wow. I believe it after being out there. So it took us forever to get out there. It was actually at a water park was where the actual luau was in. So we get to this water park. I'm like, um... Are we at the right place? Because this is a water park. It's not a, like a luau place. And I was like, just come with me. And he's like, um, are you sure? Like, <laughs> is this really a thing? I'm like, trust me. I did my research. I went to like seven different sites to find the perfect luau. And how was it, Chris? It was amazing. And I mean, uh, may, uh, zine. Yeah. 
It was great. It was, it was fantastic. Pretty awesome. They had this whole host and they had a lot of uh, fire torture guys and all that and the Luaho girls and they brought people on stage and they had music playing and we got to dance on, up on the stage and they addressed everybody for their birthday and it was like very interactive. It was mm-hmm. a, a great. Shout out to the Chef's Luau. Chief's Luau. Chief's Luau, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, Chief's Luau. I have to tell you, I loved so much of that night. One of my favorite things about that night was... They were celebrating honeymooners and then people that were celebrating their anniversary. They brought out flowers for them. And then they said they were going to play the traditional Hawaiian wedding song. And then they invited any other couples that wanted to come up and dance. And Chris grabbed my hand and he walks me up to the front where all of these other people are. And I think I'm going to cry right now. And as he grabs my hand and mind you, we've not gone dancing really before. We did like one time in Vegas, but it was like hip hop dancing. So he grabs my hand and he puts his other hand on my waist. And as he does that, these Polynesian male dancers come out with flaming tiki torches and hold them up around us. And it's spectacular under the stars in Hawaii for our first dance while they're playing this traditional Hawaiian love song and serenading us. And I'm serious. I started crying. It was amazing. It It was one of the most touching moments of my life. Oh, well, I'm glad You're to be a part of it. You cry right now. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. But and the food was great too. I thought it was yeah. like buffet style. You go through, everybody gets your plates and I had mai tais galore for you to drink, all that fun stuff. And the food was fantastic like buffet style or whatever. But it was great. I loved it. And then I drove us back from out in the sticks of Honolulu yes. Yes, and it wasn't to... even Honolulu. It was a totally different area of town. Right. And I made it back with us in one piece. And then we were exhausted, and that was the end of day two. And what did we do day three? Day three, it was all about getting up super early, which was all okay with because I was on San Diego time. So we had to get up super, super early because yeah. we had to be downstairs in the lobby by 6 a.m.? 5.45. Oh, sorry. Oh, excuse me. 5.45 a.m., we had to be downstairs to catch the shuttle bus, tour bus, to take us to the Pearl Harbor museum and uh what is memorial. it the, memorial and all that fun stuff we saw pearl harbor we got taken out to the uss arizona we saw that we got the boat to go out there and we we got on the little platform thing we look out and see the uh the ship under the water you can see the oil coming up like yeah. on the surface all the oil is leaking out of it still it's still in there and the crazy thing is is that not only is the oil still in there or whatever it is that, that in there leaking out the, the sailors that died they're still in there. Yeah. Their bodies are still in the Arizona, which is under the water still to this day. So it's, it is indescribable when you go on to that memorial and then you walk into the room where they have the names of the solar soldiers, sailors who lost their lives. You're standing looking at this marble wall. And as I was standing there, I was just soaking it all in and just very somber and, uh, very appreciative of the sacrifice of these individuals who gave so much for us. And as I was leaning there against the cold marble walls, this older gentleman, I don't think I even told this to Chris, this older gentleman had to have been in his 70s, was just a couple feet over from my right. And he just started sobbing just oh, very really? quietly and crying. And his wife came up to him and hugged him and 
she found a handkerchief, not even a tissue, a handkerchief that she was holding for him. And he said, I've waited my whole life for this moment. And it was like, I couldn't even talk about it that day because I was just in that moment thinking this man with his age, where he was in, in terms of his age, he was probably a child. Um, maybe a very young child when World War II started because he had to have been uh, probably in his 80s and uh, may have lost a parent or a family member or aunts or uncles or maybe he's older than I thought and maybe he was one of those that served and it just, it was a very sobering moment and then we got back on the the little Boat, you get 15 minutes on the memorial. Yeah, I thought they gave you more time than that. Right, I thought it was like don't. he took you over there. When you want to go back, you go back whenever. But no, they had this thing like a clockwork. You know, they had it. You load, you go. You load, you go. Each group had a certain time. Your ticket was stamped for a certain exact time. You miss that time. You miss it. That's right. it. And this memorial had been closed for 15 months. And when we planned this trip, Chris was like, I really would like to go to Pearl Harbor I don't really know if we're going to be able to. And I looked it up and I was like, sorry, babe, it's closed. And then right after we booked, they reopened it and I got online and all the tickets were gone. And I searched high and low for like two weeks and I found one tour company that had one set of morning tours left. And not only did we get to go to Pearl Harbor, but this tour that I bought, it was a package. And right. so we actually got to go on to the Pearl Harbor military installation onto the base at Ford Island. Right. And we got to board the USS Missouri. We got a small group tour of the USS Missouri. We got to go to the surrender deck where World War II officially ended, where Japan surrendered. Right. Surrendered. This very same spot where they actually signed the paperwork saying we give up, we surrender, all that stuff. We saw exactly where it happened. We got to stand right on that spot. Oh, that's crazy. It was very powerful, um, very moment, being on that whole ship, being there. Wow, being on the whole place, being in Hawaii in general, and being that whole in the whole area with the Pearl Harbor and everything, it was, it was very deep, and it was very emotional, and it was, it was fantastic. It was great. And one of the things that I had to remind Chris of when we were there was – I used to be a history teacher and I don't talk about that a lot because I'm in administration now, but this is what I taught for years. And I would talk about the conflict and talk about the, the dynamics and the, the Pacific theater is what it's referred to um, in terms of the battleground for the start of the U S entering into world war two. But all of that, I was talking from history books and from film that I'd studied and I'd never been there. And it gave me such a unique perspective And we actually sat down on a bench when we were at the Pearl Harbor Visitor Center and we were looking up footage. Of course, it's more Hollywood style, but from Pearl Harbor, the movie to try and see what those different components of the the conflict were. And then they took us into a theater and they showed us about a 15 minute, maybe 20 minute film that documented it. Right. It was all um, actual footage of the actual event and footage before the event and footage during and all that. Like, and of course they, um, they cleaned up the footage a little bit for the big screen for the, it was like a theater we were in. Right. It was really a powerful experience. And that by the time we were done with that day, like, we were emotionally spent and 
it was only 1.30 when we got back to the hotel. Right, right. What did yeah. we do after that? We went straight got snorkeling gear or, or did we take a nap first? I don't remember. Um, after that, yeah, we decided to go snorkeling. We went back to the room for just a little bit and I think we got something to eat because we were really right. hungry. Right, right. We didn't and much. then we were like... Oh, no, we ate at the, uh, at the food truck that was actually oh, at yeah. the Missouri. They had these food truck parked outside the Missouri... They had uh, pulled pork sandwiches, was it? Yeah, it was like Missouri-style Kansas City barbecue. Oh, it was fantastic. It was great. And they had dull pineapple whip there, one of my favorites. They had that. They had all kinds of goodies there. It was great. We ate there, got in the tour bus, and we saw the Speak Cemetery, Punchbowl Cemetery. Yeah. We saw that. The guy took us a tour around downtown. We got to see the, um, was it the headquarter thing where um, Hawaii Five-0, have you ever seen the show Hawaii Five-0 on CBS? The actual headquarters, quote-unquote, they're supposed to be the headquarters of their their unit. Um, it was actually, uh, we saw a tour of that too. It was great. Yeah, it was really awesome. And then when we got back to the hotel room, Chris was like, hey, I would really like to go snorkeling. And so I was like, okay, well, let's look up and see where we can rent some snorkeling gear. Ends up there's a place right across the street. So right. we got on our like shoes. Like a surf shop. It was like a yeah. surf shop. So they were like sanding down surfboards or doing something, you know, surfboards. Yeah, quality surfboards up. in Oahu. They were amazing staff there. The young men that worked there were so hospitable. Right. They were like, yeah, aloha. What what can we do for you all? And, <laughs> like, totally like the Hawaii surfer that you would see, like the long, curly-ish kind of tan hair. And they're like putting the wax on the boards and, <laughs> and uh we were like, yeah, can we get um, two snorkeling sets? And he's like, yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. And it's super cheap. It was just 10 bucks a day. So we just grabbed our right. stuff. We got two packs of uh, snorkeling gear. And then we went straight to the beach while we were at. And we went snorkeling right on the beach right by the front of the hotel. It was fantastic. Right there. You didn't have to go anywhere. We saw all kinds of cool stuff. Fish, yeah, we coral. Just, we walked out. We just... Hopped right in. We could see our pretty much our hotel room from where we were. And then after that, we decided to go back to the hotel room and we got cleaned up because we decided for dinner that night, we wanted to have dinner at the shrimp truck. Yes, it was one of those um, food trucks. I guess food trucks are a big thing on the island. There's a lot of food trucks everywhere. It's a big thing. And the prices oh, compared to the uh, hotel restaurant we were at. Is like like a quarter of the price, you know. But it was fantastic. We had the shrimp, and it was so fantastic. It was coconut shrimp was with so French good. fries, and they had they had uh, pasta too with it or something. Um, it had a coleslaw or something <laughs> like that, and the coconut shrimp went, came with this sweet chili dipping sauce. And I actually surprised Chris tonight. He decided we wanted to like recreate an island experience. And so we made a little taste of the islands tonight and two of our boys were here. And so we were able to make this wonderful dinner and I got coconut shrimp from Trader Joe's and they had the sweet chili sauce, the sweet chili dipping sauce. And it was seriously like being back at the shrimp truck. It was so good. Yes. The coconut shrimp, it was good from Trader Joe's. It was nowhere near like it was in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. It was amazing in Hawaii. The, uh, man, that 
like food truck, man. You think food trucks? I always thought they're called roach coaches. You know, mm-hmm. they had like no, uh, not there. No, the shrimp trucks are pretty popular and pretty famous in Hawaii. Right, and they also do the shaved ice too. We had that too. Yeah, was shaved ice? It was called. Yeah, it was shaved ice. And that night, because it was again out by this little rock jetty area, Chris set up the GoPro on my tripod, and he did this. Was it the time warp or time lapse? I don't remember. Maybe time lapse. It was, it was a time, time lapse. lapse video where it takes a, a picture like every two or five or ten seconds, however you set it. And so he got the sunset from when it, the sun was still up in the air until it settled over the horizon and disappeared. And you can see sailboats going by and surfers coming in and out. And we sat there eating our shrimp and our french fries, and our coleslaw, dipping it in our sweet chili sauce. And Chris had a Hawaiian sun drink, and I had a Sprite, and we were just totally casual. And it was yet another beautiful Hawaiian sunset, and that was day three. That was amazing. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was so much fun. And then day four, day four, people, was... A busy day. It was a busy day, and it it was full of so many, so many memories. And I cried a couple times that day, all happy tears. But it was our um, fourth. It was our last day on the island. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like our last time here. Go big or go home. So I had that keys to the jeep. We didn't really use it much. So I'm like, we gotta use that thing. Yeah. And so Chris, like he said, he woke up early every day of the trip. So he woke up early. I was still asleep, and uh. He's like, hey, babe, babe, I know what we're going to do today. Are you ready? I was like, okay. He's like, I know you wanted to see waterfalls. I'm like, yeah, I did. It was actually on my list of the very few things I wanted to do for me. And he's like, well, I did the research. I found this place. It's only like five miles from Five here. miles away from the hotel. Yeah. And he's like, let's go. So we got ready. And I don't even think, we didn't even eat anything. We had a cup of coffee in the hotel room. Right. We had nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Ate nothing, nothing coffee. And that was it. Get in the Jeep, take the top down. We packed our backpack with right. the swim stuff we needed just in case we decided to go swimming somewhere during that day. And snorkel gear, too. We bought yeah. our stuff with us, backpacks. Um, shoe. I brought my hiking shoes, mm-hmm. and Christine did not. I brought my tennies. Right. But we just needed to bring shoes, though, after all. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time we're in flip-flops. But we found this place. It is called um, Manoa Falls. Manoa Falls Park. And it's like you drive through this neighborhood and you drive through a bunch of houses, residential houses and stuff. And then you end up at the end of the road. You end up at this like parking lot slash it looks like so lush jungle. I'm talking like jungle everywhere. And you pull up this place. Trees, canopies are everywhere. Yeah, I think I heard like monkeys or something flying around. I don't there know. were amazing birds flying overhead. And they have those kind of trees that have the like the vines hanging off of them that you can literally swing off of. Right. They actually hold your weight, too, because I tested it. <laughs> and uh, I swung on them. And uh, we parked the car, parked the Jeep, whatever. And then we hiked to the Manoa Falls. And they say just a hike up this road here is the Manoa Falls. Okay, great. Now, how many miles did they say it was? At point eight. Point eight. It doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound too bad. However, round trip, we ended up going 2.8 miles. <laughs> right. And it gets narrow towards the closer you get to the waterfall. It's like and, a lot and of wet like, and muddy, oh, slippery. Yeah, it's like we're in a rainforest. It's started raining on us. We're in a rainforest. It's muddy. It's the some of the paths are like jagged rocks that are kind of narrow. You got to climb through and watch your footing. A lot of watching your footing type stuff. Hiking shoes recommended. Right. But once you get to the uh, uh, to the waterfall, it is. 
how would you describe it, Christine? Spectacular. Spectacular. Breathtaking. Yes. You see this big waterfall. Everybody's there taking pictures, of course, selfies, photos, and believe me, you bet you butt I did too. Yeah, and then it started raining because we were in a rainforest. Right, who would have thought? Right. We're in a rainforest. It starts raining on us. It was funny. My mom, because she's watching my kids for the trip, she starts to FaceTime me while I'm at the waterfall. Like she FaceTimes me at the waterfall. I yeah. get the kids, you know, talking to the kids. Look, kids, we're in the rainforest. It, yeah, it's it was raining. Really cool. And then the water picked up just a little bit, and they have these signs everywhere, beware flash floods. Well, it didn't rain heavy enough for us to have to worry about that, but it did rain enough to make things very slippery. And I lost my footing, and I almost fell, but thank you for my knight in shining armor. He got me before I oh, yeah. bit the dust. I was quick like that. Like yeah, Batman. he was. Boom, gotcha. Boom. Gotcha. So Boom, it goes the dynamite. She, she didn't fall. <laughs> I saw their guy almost fall. And, and then um, there's this other guy that walks past us, and he's like, I haven't fallen yet. But yet he's walking away from us, and his whole backside is covered in mud. <laughs> and we're like, dude, you totally fell. Right. And other guys are picking up walking sticks and bringing walking sticks. And people have babies with, not strollers, but they're carrying like them. Like strapped on babies. Right. Yeah. Seeing the waterfall, and um, it was fantastic. I mean, we drove back. We were like, we're starving. Do we eat nothing? We just hiked like two miles on like no food at Almost all. Almost three, yeah. Almost three, whatever it was. And we were starving. So we like... We gotta find a place to eat around here. And she's like, I know this place. Um, My it- friend Karen had recommended it. We were gonna actually have a get together there. It just things didn't work out, but I mean, it we was drove right, right by it, right by there, like not even a, a, a mile block, from the the entrance to Manoa Falls, and it's called Wyoli Tea Room or Wyoli Kitchen and Bakery, right. and. Oh my lanta. I had banana mac nut pancakes with coconut maple syrup. It was amazing. And it, had, amazing. it was all open. Patio seating, all everything's open. Like all the windows and everything are just all open. And then to see this view of this valley and this green lush everywhere and trees everywhere and flowers everywhere. It was spectacular. Yeah. Chris had lunch. He had a burger. I had pancakes and then he had some of mine. And it was just fun like that. And then we left there. And he's like, babe, I want to go up and I want to go see this place. Let's go. And he's like, can you do the directions? I was like, sure, no problem. And so we hopped in the Jeep and we took off for our next adventure. We topped down all day long, by the way. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Top was down. We went to see where they actually filmed the show, TV show Lost. The beach, they filmed the show Lost. The popular show, early 2000s, mid-2000s. It was the Survivor scene, right? Where the well, plane crash was? That beach. Well, Christine hasn't seen the show, but um, I'm going to get her hooked on it, by the way. <laughs> I got all the DVDs at home. Um, I got hooked on it back when it came out. But the actual beach where the um, – if you've seen the show, it's the main beach that they um, were on. It was actually filmed there. Obviously, it's filmed in Hawaii. And it's right there. We actually was on the scene where they actually filmed the show. It was – quite incredible and while we were there looking at the i'm uh, walking around the beach christine happened to see in was, the water yeah i look out at the water and i'm like what are those little things that keep popping up out of the water and i looked and i was dumbfounded there were sea turtles everywhere like two feet three feet four feet from the edge of the sand where we were standing like in the shallow shallow water there was coral reefs all right there 
and they were just flip-flopping around, coming up for air, playing, floating around in the little waves. Right. And big ones, little ones, and then this seal or sea otter. I think it was a seal. They yes. mentioned monk seals. Okay. Just starts like swimming by the shoreline. And I just stood there in complete awe because like Chris mentioned, this has been a dream of mine since I was a little girl. And to just walk on this beach randomly, you know, following my love to this place that he wanted to see that was a right. big deal to him. Of course. And just by going there with him, I end up fulfilling yet another one of my dreams. Right. Seeing sea, tur- sea turtles. And they didn't come onto the sand, but they did were in the water. You can totally see them. They're right there in front of you. Like mm-hmm. right there. It was great. It was fantastic. So after that, we got back in the car. And we're like in the country. We're on the other side of the island now. So we're in like the country, like in the sticks. And there's some traffic out there too. So we're driving around to see this other beach. Because we were driving to the other beach that was supposed to be the famous turtle beach called Lanikea. We were at this other one called Mokulea. And so we wanted to go to Lanikea because that's where it's really famous for (laughs) the turtle rescue. It's where the turtles come. They don't lay their eggs there, but they do come out of the water. And I said, Chris, you know, we're only like six miles away can we please go there and he's like yeah let's go so then we went and what happened on the way we didn't see any turtles i know that well what happened before we got there oh we're talking about the pineapple stand we got stuck in traffic okay we got stuck in traffic so a lot while, of traffic yes yeah, so while we're in traffic um we're driving in traffic i see a sign that says pineapple coconuts or something up ahead I'm like what's that and we're sitting in traffic and i look over and there's a guy with a cart and pulling by a trailer, a little cart setup thing. And I said, a, hey, it says smoothies, Chris. Oh, my love language. On a hot day <laughs> in Hawaii, fresh smoothies. Are you kidding me? How are you just going to pass that up? Right. So we went there, and the guy had, like, uh, pineapples, coconuts, whatever. And he actually cut open um, fresh pineapples mm-hmm. and cored them out, made them hollow. They actually, like, cups out of them cups out of the fresh pineapple yeah and then you make whatever smoothie you want i had a pineapple one obviously and i had a mixed fruit one and they were amazing they were so good and you get a metal straw and oh by the way i gotta tell you this straws uh hope no from california and the government's office is listening but in cal in hawaii they outlawed straws are banned completely yeah plastic straws are banned and so you have to do the paper ones or the metal ones and so he sold us metal straws and they were like hologram looking they were pretty cool right but chris and i sat there and sipped our smoothies and then he drank his and so we got back on the road while i was sipping mine and we go down the road and there's all this traffic well i was thinking back as we were sitting there that was the day that the first big swell had come in. And so it was really kicking off the big surf season. Right. And so there was all these people that were going to the Bonsai Pipeline, which was only a couple more miles down the road. We did not end up going to see that. But we went to Lanikea to see the turtles. There were two. Chris didn't see them. I did. That's what matters. Let's be real. Okay. And yes. a bunch of lava rocks all around freak. the side. The, the turtle yeah. lover. Turtle lover. <laughs> And then after that, I was happy as a clam and we got back in the car and we decided to head back to town and we went back to the hotel. And after that, we um, went back and we snorkeled for a little bit. We went back, did some snorkeling. And I said, we got to get some snorkeling in before the last day. We got the snorkeling gear. We have it for one more day. Let's use it. We got a little bit of daylight left. Let's just get out there real quick. Went down there, got dressed, went down there. 
um, hopped in the water, and we went and did some more snorkeling. It was yeah. fantastic. And then after that, we went back to the room. We kept our pineapples in the fridge. We washed them out. We put them in the fridge to store them. And Chris had some uh, Hawaiian drinks that he kept in the fridge. And he, I said, I'd go take the snorkeling gear back. And he's like, okay, I'll have some fresh drinks ready for us when you come back. So he had this Hawaiian song. Hawaiian sun punch and a little bit of coconut rum that he put in together with ice and we had our pineapples and our straws we got ready I made reservations at a Japanese teppanyaki restaurant just downstairs so we drank our drinks and then tossed our pineapples kept our metal straws right and then uh, what Chris didn't know is that I told the people when I made the teppanyaki reservations that it was his birthday and so we sat down at this table at dinner and it ends up that the couple next to us on our left-hand side was from Atlanta and it was the husband's birthday. Right. And then on the other side of Chris was a single man that sat with us, an older gentleman. His name was Joe and it was his birthday the week before. And then the next couple at the table was a couple, their names were Cole and Eddie, the gal Cole. How do you remember all these names? Oh, I forget I'm really everyone's... good with names. Okay. And so Cole, it was her birthday coming up the next week. So D'Artagnan and Michelle were celebrating D'Artagnan's birthday. And then Joe was a single older guy that was there by himself. He lives in Alaska. He comes to Hawaii for a couple of weeks. And then he goes to Palm Springs to winter there. So he doesn't have to stay in Alaska. Well, he arrived to Hawaii a couple days before his birthday, and he didn't celebrate with anybody. So we just told Lynette, our amazing server, that it was everybody's birthday, and we had a one big birthday party. Oh, yeah. And they sang to everybody. And they come around, and they do these uh, the pictures of couples at the teppanyaki restaurant, and they did them of all three of the couples. And then the guy turns to Joe, and he's like, would you like a photo? And I said, uh, we're taking a group photo for Joe's <laughs> birthday because we're his best friends. And so we did. Right. And it was so fun. And out of all of us, three out of the four, well, Joe bought a, a group picture. We bought one of the group pictures and Cole and Eddie brought a group picture. And Joe said, and it made me also want to cry. He's like, if anybody asks me what I did for my birthday, I'm going to tell them I had dinner with my six new best friends. Aww. I know it was Fantastic. so sweet. Was... That's a, you know it just goes to to show you people you never know who's sitting at the table with you. Sometimes you know who knows maybe he was lonely, maybe he wasn't, maybe he likes to be alone like Chris does. Yeah, but he, maybe he really did want some company, and he had a really fun time. And we all sang happy birthday to him, and he had ice cream, and oh, he blew out I a know. candle. I know, and it was like one of the highlights of the trip for me too. And that was our last official day. Yeah. It was. Day two came to a close, and that was our trip came to a close. The next, very next day, it was pretty much chill and just packed and get ready to go to the airport. Yeah, and then we flew home, and we got home super late, and Chris is a gem, and he did all the laundry because he knew that oh, yeah. I had a really busy week and was going to be running and going home and doing all kinds of stuff. Excuse me, all kinds of stuff. And then he's like, I'll take care of the laundry. You take care of getting work stuff done. I don't go back to work till tomorrow. And so um, now here we are just recovering from our amazing trip and just so grateful that we've had the opportunity to do this. It's a dream that we both had and it was just so fun. That's amazing. And when we come back, we got one more thing for you. The Chris and Christine show is available everywhere on Google Play with Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, 
YouTube, and iHeartRadio. All right, folks, and now it's time for Would You Rather. Chris, are you ready for this? Ooh, this is a total surprise because I have no <laughs> idea what this is about. What All you right, got? What Chris, you got today, baby? In the spirit of vacation, okay. would you rather be stuck alone forever on a deserted island Ooh. or be snorkeling and suddenly have a great white shark swim up next to you? Why would I want a great white shark next to me? Would you rather be alone on a deserted island forever? Oh, oh yeah. Or have a great white shark swim up next to you? So both of them kind of playing your fears a little bit. But um, honestly, I... Well, now the great white, sh- great white shark thing. Now, does this great white shark eat me? I didn't say that it did. Oh. I just said it swam up next to you. Well, that'd be kind of an experience. I think... Oh, gosh, it's tough. Um... But he doesn't eat me at all? He doesn't bite me or nothing? <laughs> you can make it up yourself. Okay, he swims away, right? And eats mm-hmm. somebody else? <laughs> or eats nobody. And you just have an encounter. I think the great white shark, because that's something awesome you actually can share with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, deserted island forever? You don't have to get off the island? You would just die there? Ever, yeah. Alone? Yeah, it sounds cool at first. Like the first day on the island, you're like, yeah, it's freedom. You're like walking around naked. You're like, yeah, check me out. What's what's up? What's, you start talking to coconuts and you start talking to, you know, volleyballs like mm-hmm. in the movie. And then you start like, um, you start re- re- redecorating things and you start like having a little like, I mean, it's like the sh- scene from Home Alone when he starts playing with everything, gets to go nuts and run mm-hmm. around the house. Ah, that'd be me on the island. Um, but like I said, the first day, by day three, you're like, oh gosh. Now I'm bored. <laughs> right. So I think, no, I think the shark thing, I think, you know, maybe see, it's kind of cool to see a shark uh, up close. As long as you know it's not going to eat you. Now, that's part of the equation. Then I'll probably take the shark in the story. What do you got? What do you got? What I think you- that I would do the shark regardless because it's like that whole <laughs> slow, painful, agonizing death versus sudden death. And it's like if the shark was going to swim next to me, it's either going to swim away or I'm dead. Versus I'm stuck on the island forever, going crazy, wondering if somebody's going to rescue me. Are they worried about me not having anybody to talk to? Hey, your phone doesn't work, no Instagram, nothing, no email. Nothing, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, down? I would survive, but it's like I worry about you if you were stuck on a deserted island. I know that you would like be in misery without me. Uh, yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yes, I was going to say that was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, it, um, is. it wasn't about me going stir crazy. It's all about missing you. Absolutely. Okay. So um, this has been an amazing, amazing uh, podcast. Episode 10. I know it's gone a little long today because we had so much to talk about. So much stuff to tell you guys about the trip and all that fun stuff. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. I cannot wait to go back. Yeah. And so Chris is going to close us out. Uh, with just some info about some new fun things and ways you can get involved with the K2 show. But I just want to say before he closes this out, Hang 10, can't wait to do this again. (laughs) Fantastic. Now, the Chris and Christine show, we are now available on uh, Patreon. If you want to help support the uh, Chris and Christine show, you can do that. You can find us at patreon.com slash the Chris and Christine show spelled exactly like you see it. Now, if you are a subscriber and a a, uh, patron of us, we will give you the opportunity to be on the Chris and Christine show. You can um, phone in and do a voice message and we will play it back on the air for you guys. A shout out, whatever you want to be for just for being a Patreon 
for us. We say thank you, and then all the uh, funds help fund the fun goes directly into the podcast. One hundred percent of it goes straight into the podcast. The equipment, etc., all the stuff that takes it to this. You know, awesome. And next week, tune in as we have our guests that are going to be joining us, the Armentas, who are the authors of the new book, The Right Combination, which is now available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. It's a fantastic read, especially if you are somebody that's interested in learning about finding success in dating after divorce, finding hope after loss. The Armentas are going to be joining us. Take a chance. Read it. The Right Combination. It's a great book. You won't be sorry. And turning it over to Chris. Aloha and mahalo, and I'll see you guys next week. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right, forget about the ones who don't, and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward.